Merry Christmas Eve. Good to see some of you. I can't see most of you with the lights. Uh, Merry Christmas Eve to you. Matthew, Matthew 4.16, the, the people dwelling in darkness, namely the entire human race, we have now seen a great light, the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. That is really, really good news. And it is a joy for me once again this year to celebrate with you the birth of, of Christ. You know, the, the Christmas season, uh, as you know, is always such a great time of year. And, and one thing that many people enjoy uh, during this season are, are the various Christmas movies that just seem to kind of roll around this year at this time. Many of you probably have your own favorite Christmas movie, uh, A Christmas Carol, maybe, uh, by Charles Dickens. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and, and Tiny Tim, uh, A White Christmas maybe with, with Bing Crosby or Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, those of you who are uh, a little more mature, you may prefer Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or uh, Frosty the Snowman. Uh, my older brother and uh, his family have a tradition this time of year. They always watch It's a Wonderful Life with, with Jimmy Stewart. And, and the best part of that tradition for my brother's kids is that my brother cries every year uh, when he is struck again with that uh, picture of redemption there in that movie. Uh, I know the movie that brings Pastor Thomas to tears every year is the movie Elf with Will Ferrell uh, just touches him in some really deep places. Uh, and, and you know, one movie that's been a favorite for a lot of people over the years is A Charlie Brown Christmas by Charles Schultz with Snoopy and uh, the rest of the Peanuts gang. Uh, that is a classic, man, if you have not seen it. I watched it again uh, this week with, with my kids. You know, that movie, A Charlie Brown Christmas, last year in, in um, uh, 2015, it, it aired on national primetime television for the 50th time. Uh, that's pretty amazing. That show has shown in national primetime TV 50 different times. And you may have heard this already, but last year when a Charlie Brown Christmas aired on TV, uh, it, it suddenly sparked a bit of a uh, an internet explosion. Uh, uh, all kinds of people suddenly talking about this little movie. And, and why? Well, because when it aired last year, a pastor, Jason Sorosky, when he watched the movie with his kids, well, well Jason Sorosky noticed something. Something that one of the characters in the movie did. A quick and, and, and seemingly insignificant action. Millions of people have seen the character do it in the movie. If you've watched the movie yourself, you, you've seen the character do it. But when, when Jason Sorosky saw the character do it last year in this movie, it, it suddenly struck him. It stood out to him. It, it landed on him. In, in a new way, and, and he watched the rest of the movie with his kids, and then wrote, got on the internet, wrote a quick blog article about it, and went to bed, and by the time he got up in the morning, his article had gone viral all over 
the world. And what was this little action that Jason Sarosky suddenly noticed in the movie? Well, Linus dropped his blanket. Right in the middle of the movie, so, so, so quick you can easily miss it, Linus drops his blanket. It's, it's a seemingly insignificant little action, and yet if you know anything about Linus, then you know Linus dropping his blanket. That is not insignificant. No, Linus loves his blanket obsessively. This little blue security blanket. Linus, one of his favorite lines is, happiness is a warm blanket. He loves his blanket, and man, that little blanket goes everywhere with Linus. You almost never see Linus without it. It's always Linus, his blanket in his hand, and his thumb in his mouth. I've actually got a couple pictures for you here tonight. There's Linus there with his blanket and his thumb. There's a second picture for you, and you can just leave that one up there for a second. That last picture there, when, when my kids and I watched the movie this week, I paused the movie on that picture. I pointed to Linus and said to my kids, who does that look like? And all my older kids said, well, that's Sophia, our three-year-old daughter. Because uh, Sophia, just like Linus, well, she also has a blanket and a thumb, and they also go together. Uh, Sophia has this little uh, cute pink blanket with a, a cuckoo bird sewn on it. And my little girl, she has named her little blanket Cuckoo. And whenever she has Cuckoo in her hand, kind of draped over her hand while her thumb is in her mouth. A very close connection between the two things. When we take Cuckoo away from her, put it away for a time, while the thumb comes out and give Cuckoo back and the thumb goes in, which means I'm afraid that at some point in the near future we will need to Deep six, cuckoo, uh, ixnay, the ukuke, <laughs> for, for good, but we will break that news later. And uh, you know, Linus also has a blanket and a thumb, but man, Linus, he will never part from his blanket. His sister Lucy and all his friends, man, they mock him for the blanket. They try to separate him from the blanket at times. Lucy even made a kite out of his blanket at one point and accidentally released it over the ocean, uh, but the Coast Guard found it and returned it. It doesn't matter what anybody does, man. Linus just will not part from his blanket. No way, no how. Until that is that moment in the movie when Linus simply drops it. And you can see it. I have a couple pictures. Here's the movie. Linus with his blanket suddenly on the ground. There's a second picture here of Linus. There it is. And you know, here's the thing about this blanket drop. We have the mic drop now, and Linus had his blanket drop. And here's the thing about it that, that, that Jason Sarosky noticed, which ultimately blew up the internet. It's not just that Linus drops his blanket. No, it's when Linus drops his blanket. 
And when does he drop it? Well, all through the movie, Charlie Brown is trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas while he's messing up all kinds of things like Charlie Brown is prone to do. What is the meaning of Christmas? And at one point when all the characters are working on a Christmas play, well, Charlie Brown finally gets so frustrated that he yells out, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And then Linus steps up and he says, sure, Charlie Brown, I... I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And Linus then steps onto middle stage and says, Lights, please. And Linus then recites a Bible verse out of Luke 2, part of which we just read about the birth of Christ. Linus quoting the King James. He says this, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came about upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth good will toward men. And Linus, right in the middle of that passage there, right when he said the words, Fear not. He dropped, or he actually kind of flung his security blanket. Verse 10, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And you know, Charles Schultz has passed on, so we'll never know for sure. If that blanket drop right at the words, fear not, was intentional. But I think it was. I think Charles Schultz was making a very important point about the birth of Jesus. And here's the point, I believe. Jesus Christ frees you from your fears. You see, every human being on this planet deals with fear. All kinds of different internal fears we struggle with as humans. You know, God didn't originally create us to have fear. When God first created the human race in the first chapters of the Bible, there was no fear in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve lived in in that perfect original creation fearlessly. No fear of God. No, no, no fear of, of one another, no fear of people, no, no, no fear of creation. It was a perfectly fearless existence for Adam and Eve. But the second they sinned there in the garden, the entire human race was essentially plunged into fear. The Bible says that we all became sinners that day. And because of our sin, we had now become separated from God. Our relationship with God was was now broken. 
Our relationship with other human beings was, was now broken. Our relationship with creation was now broken. We, in a sense, were, were now broken. And the entire human race then began to fear all kinds of different internal fears and deep down insecurities that we now struggle with as human beings. We've all got them. Fear and insecurity in, in some form or another. What, what, what is it for you? Is it, is it fear of rejection? Is it, is it fear of failure for you? Is it fear of being alone? A fear of being abandoned? A fear of the future? Fear of other people? Fear, fear of being fully known by other people? Fear of being hurt by other people. Fear of being killed by other people. Fear for our kids. Fear of poverty. Fear of the dark. Fear of the devil. Fear of God and His judgments. Fear of sickness. Fear of aging. Fear of death. Hebrews 2 says the entire human race, because of our sin, we became enslaved to the fear of death. A deep down fear in us now of losing the people we love in death and also a fear now of dying ourselves. The entire human race, because of our sin, we became a fearful race. Now we do not like to show our fear And most of us try to act like we have no fear. We even have a a, a clothing brand called No Fear. And yet the fear is still there. Deep in the heart of every human being. This deep down fear and insecurity in various forms. And, and, and what do we do as human beings about this fear? Well, Well, we typically cling to security blankets. You know, we turn to all kinds of things in, in this world and, and we cling to those things in, in the hope that those things will somehow calm or, or soothe our, our internal fears and insecurities in the hope that those things will somehow give us a, a sense of security that we now lack. We, we cling to all kinds of different security blankets in, in this life. We, we cling to money or, or possessions maybe. To somehow calm our fears and give us a sense of security in life. If I just have enough stuff, I'll be secure. Or maybe we, we, we cling to a relationship to, to calm our fears and give us security. If I just have somebody, I'll be secure. We, we, we cling to friends and family for security. We cling to our homes and, and our jobs. We, we cling to our health. If I'm just healthy, things will, will be okay. We, we cling to success in this life. If, if I just have enough success, I'll be okay. We cling to drugs. We cling to drunkenness or other forms of self-medication to calm our fears and give us some sense of internal security. All kinds of security blankets that we cling to as human beings just hoping that they will somehow calm or soothe our deep down internal fears and give us a sense of security that we now lack. The problem, however is that every last one of our security blankets, just like Linus's blanket, is frail and fleeting. 
Lucy could steal it away in a heartbeat. Your security blanket gone in a matter of seconds. And even if your security blanket in this life is not somehow stolen away from you suddenly, well, every security blanket is still temporary. Every security blanket gets older. It grows holes and eventually disintegrates into to nothing. Even, even cuckoo is now beginning to show wear and tear just, just a matter of time. Every, every single security blanket in this life that we cling to, it is frail and fleeting. It is temporary. It is here today. It is gone tomorrow. The money runs out. The, the relationship falls apart. The home that you find security in gets older. The job you find security in goes away. The health that you take security in becomes weaker every day. The self-medicated high wears off. And once again, you feel it. The fear is there. This this deep down insecurity gnawing at your soul. You know, every security blanket in this life is really just a band-aid. It, it, it might cover your wound for a time. It might, it might cover your fear for a time. It, it, it might give you a temporary sense of security for a time. But it, but it can't ultimately heal your fear. can't ultimately heal your wound. You tear the band-aid away. You remove the security blanket and the wound is still there. The fear is still there. But man, here's incredible news. Here's incredible news that we celebrate at Christmas. Jesus Christ came to heal the wound. Jesus Christ came to free us from our fears. Jesus came to give us this, this deep down lasting security that we now lack and long for. Jesus came to give us a Garden of Eden security again. And, and how does Jesus do this? How, how does Jesus free us from our fears? Well, Jesus goes right after the root cause of our fears. Jesus goes after the sin, the sin in our hearts that has caused all of our fears. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, He came to the earth as a baby, the one and only God-man. And Jesus then lived and He died and He rose again to pay the full penalty for sin. And if you will now simply turn away from your sin and repentance and cling to Christ in faith and follow Christ in faith, well, God forgives you of your sin. All of your sin, your relationship with God is now fully restored. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, now lives within you. The Bible says the Spirit of Christ now living in your heart. And man, Jesus now promises to you that he will be with you always. He will protect you always. He will lead you always. He will never, ever leave you. Never, ever forsake you. And the Bible promises that the second you then die, you will be with Christ. Christ, enjoying his glory forever, no more fear for all eternity. Gone. The Garden of Eden to the nth degree in the kingdom of heaven. And listen, if those things are true for you now, 
in this life, if you now have the forgiveness of sins through genuine repentance and faith in Christ, if you now have Jesus and you will always be with Jesus and will one day have no more fear whatsoever in the presence of Jesus forever in the next life, then listen, you don't need to fear anything in this life. No matter what comes your way in this life, come hell or high water, you do not need to fear. Now as a Christian, as somebody who follows Christ, you will still struggle with fear at times. But if you truly have Christ, you do not need to fear anything. You do not need to fear rejection because Jesus will never reject you. You do not need to fear abandonment because Jesus will never abandon you. You do not need to fear loneliness because Jesus will never, ever leave you alone. You do not need to fear the devil because Jesus has conquered the devil on the cross. You do not need to fear God's judgment because Jesus took God's judgment for you on the cross. You don't even need to fear death anymore because Jesus conquered death upon the cross. And the second you die, you will be with Jesus in heaven and your body will one day be raised again to be with Christ in heaven. If you truly have Christ, Christ, you do not need to fear anything anymore. And do you know what that means? If you do not need to fear anything anymore, well, you do not need a security blanket then. You no longer need to cling to things in this life to calm your fears and to give you a sense of security. No, you you know what the birth of Christ means for you if you truly have faith in Christ. You know what it means for you? You can drop the blanket. You can, you can drop the blanket. No longer clinging to frail and fleeting security blankets, but clinging to Christ, the one and only answer for your deepest and darkest fears. You can drop the blanket. Luke 2.10, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. So listen, my my simple prayer for you this Christmas is that God would free you from your fears. My prayer for you is that God would enable you to turn from your sin and trust in and follow Christ in faith in order that you might then find in Christ a rock-solid, stable, steady, unwavering security that your heart now so desperately craves your security is found in Christ. Cling to Christ in faith this Christmas and you can drop the blanket forever. Father, we thank you that you have sent your son, Jesus. Father, we are a fearful race. We don't want to acknowledge it, but we are. And we thank you, Father, that in our sin and rebellion, You still loved us and sent your Son to bear the punishment for our sin that in Christ our fears might be wiped away. That in Christ Jesus we might find a rock, a rock that will never shift, will never waver in any way. God, our prayer tonight is that you would grant us faith to trust in Christ and you would cut our fears at the very root in Christ. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen.